0: In our bones, we know democracy is at risk, said Joe Biden at Union Station, Washington, D.C., November 2, 2022. Donald Trump, if the Democrats don't steal it. Two years ago, about this time, I was sitting in a friend's family room watching the final Trump slash Biden presidential debate. My friend had asked me who I thought was going to win the 2020 presidential election, and I replied to him that I thought Trump would win if the Democrats didn't steal the election. As things turned out, the Democrats, with a little help from their friends in the deep state, Major corporations, the courts, the COVID lockdowns, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the mainstream media, major social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, the entertainment industry, pollsters, schools, universities, and various and sundry thugs in the Democrat Party, etc. did manage to steal the election for the most incompetent and uninspiring presidential candidate in my lifetime, possibly in all of American history. The theft of the 2020 presidential election and the ability of the Democrats and their helpers to make it stick bodes ill for the future of our republic. The successful steal, perhaps it's better to call it a coup d'etat, of the 2020 election has led many to the opinion that we cannot vote our way out of the problems currently facing our nation. Count me among their number. But for all that, the aim of this post is not to discourage people from voting, giving up, and heading for their survival bunker in the hills. As Christians, we are called to be salt and light in a lost and dying world and this includes carrying out our civic responsibilities the best we are able. Further, we do not know the future. Perhaps the Lord will have mercy on America for the sake of His elect and save us from the oppressive darkness we see gathering all around us. He's done that sort of thing before, and He can do it again if He so wills. Has the arm of the Lord been shortened? For this reason, it's not my purpose today to fill people with dread and fear of the future. I'll leave that to the Democrats. Rather, My aim is to realistically assess the situation facing America in November 2022 and offer a few suggestions and perhaps even venture a prognostication or two. Will there be an election on Tuesday? In the past few months, I've read stories by various pundits speculating that there may not be a November midterm election. The speculation was that there would be some sort of false flag event, a nuclear bomb going off, a financial collapse, etc., that the Biden regime would use as an excuse to cancel the elections. With two days to go before the vote, it appears that the elections will go on as scheduled. But one never knows for sure. Is voting Christian? Is voting Christian? That's a serious question, by the way. There are some people out there, certain libertarian writers on lourockwell.com are of this opinion, who see voting as, at best, a waste of time. If voting actually changed anything, they'd ban it, or so goes the saying. Now I must admit, after the 2020 election fraud, it's easy to be cynical and accept this statement as the truth. Likewise, it's easy to say with Joseph Stalin, those who vote decide nothing. Those who count the votes decide everything. But if voting were a waste of time, as some libertarian anarcho-capitalists believe, or an exercise in manipulation as Stalin cynically thought, then why do we find voting in the scriptures? In Acts fourteen twenty-three, we read, So when they, Paul and Barnabas, had appointed elders in every church. Now the word appointed translates the Greek word kairotonio which means vote for or elect. The same word appears in 2 Corinthians 8:19. but who, Titus, was also chosen by the churches. The churches voted for or elected Titus to travel with Paul to Jerusalem. In Acts 6, the gathered apostles told the people, Seek from among you seven men of good reputation, to serve as deacons. There would be an election of church officers. The deacons were not imposed on the church by the apostles, but rather they were chosen by the congregation, and the apostles then ordained the men that were chosen. In short, voting is the Lord's typical method for filling offices in the church. Voting is a Christian concept. Who should vote? It may seem strange to some to ask the question, who should vote? In most people's minds, the women's suffrage movement, which led to the 19th Amendment in the United States guaranteeing women the vote, settled the matter of women voting. Yes, very obviously they can and should be able to vote the truth and goodness of this are self-evident and only a bad person with bad motives would question the wisdom of it. But the Bible forbids women to speak in church meetings. And, as John Robbins pointed out, if women cannot speak in church meetings, then they cannot vote, let alone hold office, Paul on women speaking in church. Now many Christians today object to Paul's injunction, let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak. This is a culturally conditioned command, some will argue. But there's nothing in the scriptures that supports this notion. It's only if one comes to the pages of scripture with a feminist understanding that one will find cultural conditioning in Paul's order. Paul's command is as much for 2022 as it was for the first century. And if this is the case, then Robin's conclusion that this also prohibits women from voting and holding office also holds. Further, if the prohibition of speaking and holding office obtains in the churches, then this is also the case in civil government as well, which is just as much a creature of the Lord as his church government. It's worth noting that the modern welfare state did not arise in the West until after women had won the vote in the nations of the West. For example, in the United States, the 19th Amendment guaranteeing women the right to vote was ratified in 1920. In 1932, FDR was elected, and a short time later brought in the Socialist New Deal. The same pattern can be found in other Western nations. Who should hold office? Record number of women are running for governor and winning their primaries, ran the CBS headline. I have in fact checked them on this, but from my own observation, I believe it's true. It's remarkable how many women are running for and winning political office these days. And it's not a matter of party affiliation, either. Numerous women are running for, or currently hold, office as Republicans. Some of the most popular politicians in the country, at least among conservatives, are women such as Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, and Carrie Lake. Tulsi Gabbard seems to have growing support among Republicans as well and there are many others that I have not mentioned. But just as questioning the wisdom of women's suffrage is considered out of bounds, even among Christians, so too is the question of whether it's proper for women to hold elected office. That this is just a self-evident truth is accepted by nearly everyone. This is why it probably would come as a surprise to many that John Knox made a devastating argument from the Bible against women holding office in the civil government. Wrote Knox. Greater than greater than to promote a woman to bear rule, superiority, dominion or empire above any realm, nation, or city, is repugnant to nature, contumelious to God, a thing most contrary to His revealed will and approved ordinance, and finally it is the subversion of good order, and of all equity and justice. Greater than greater than. Greater than greater than the revealed will and perfect ordinance of God, do manifestly oppose that any woman shall reign or bear dominion over man. For God first by order of His creation, and after by the curse and malediction pronounced against the woman by the reason of her rebellion, has pronounced the contrary. Greater than. Greater than the place of women. If Knox was right, and he was, then not only is it sinful for women to run for public office, but it is sinful for Christians to lend them their support. Will the Democrats rig the elections? Of course, the Democrats will rig the elections. That's just what they do. It's how they roll. It's who they are. As has been mentioned in this space any number of times, the Democrats are the party of rum, Romanism, and Rebellion they are the party of Tammany Hall election fraud. And it was good old-fashioned, 19th-century-style, Democrat election fraud that put Joe Biden in the White House two years ago, and I doubt seriously that the Dems have changed their stripes for the better in the past two years. Last week, a report from Pennsylvania came out stating that the state had issued 255,000 unverified mail-in ballots to voters. I've read through the articles on the subject and admit, I don't know what to make of it. The AP rates the claim false. I encourage people to do their own research. For my part, anything vote-related coming out of PA is suspect. Fraud abounded in the state more than just about anywhere else in 2020, so skepticism about election integrity there is warranted. If there's any truth to this story about the mail-in ballots, I wouldn't be shocked if John Fetterman managed to win his Senate race again Oz. The proper question is no, will the Dems rig the election? The proper question is, will the Democrats' rig be big enough to allow them to keep the House and Senate? I don't know. We'll find out together. Do rigs in other nations portend a rig in the US? The departure of Liz Truss as UK Prime Minister after just 45 days and her replacement by Rishi Sunak was described by Nigel Farage as a globalist coup in the UK. Last week, Yair Bolsonaro, who appeared to have a great deal of popular support, was ousted in the Brazilian election in favour of leftist Lula da Silva. Bolsonaro, a man deemed the tropical Trump, refused to take the poison death shot and is considered, like Trump, To be a populist. His ouster by Da Silva has prompted widespread discontent in Brazil, and the government is cracking down hard on those who question the result. Tucker Carlson reported that YouTube will be censoring any posts that raise doubts about the vote total. This sounds a lot like what happened in the US in 2020. Will the US be the next nation to have its election rigged by the globalists? Again, I don't claim to know. But given the internationally coordinated COVID tyranny we all just live through, it would be naive for Americans not to be concerned about the events in Brazil and Great Britain. Shut up and obey. We in the West have been blessed not to have the sort of autocratic, arrogant governments that have been the staple throughout human history. This is because, unlike other civilizations, the institutions of the West have come about due to the widespread preaching of, and belief in, the Gospel of Jesus Christ but now that Christianity has largely disappeared from the West, we're treated to increasingly common examples of public officials lecturing and threatening the public if they don't get in line. Following Biden's Wednesday speech at Union Station in D.C., in which he once again lectured the Maga Republican Party for refusing to accept the 2020 presidential election, the president's chief of staff was on TV giving his own lecture. Said Ron Klain, The president decided a few days ago that it was time to issue one final warning on this issue to people still peddling the big lie that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. One final warning? Seriously? Who but a dictator talks like this? It's not Biden's place to issue one final warning on anything to the American people. He acts as if he's some overeager vice principal who can't wait to crack down on the 8th graders acting up in study hall. What if I don't heed Biden's one final warning and continue to deny that the 2020 election was legitimate? is he going to send in the F-15 strikes he's threatened on at least two occasions? Enough of this nonsense. Democracy. 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 During a speech last week at Union Station in Washington, D.C., Joe Biden insisted, in our bones, we know democracy is at risk. According to Biden, the clear and present danger to democracy comes from extreme Ma Republicans who question not only the legitimacy of past elections but elections being held now and into the future, Biden continued the extreme MAGA element of the Republican Party, is trying to succeed where they failed in 2020 to suppress the rights of voters and subvert the electoral process. Is it just me, or does this sort of shrill rhetoric from Biden make him and the Democrats sound more guilty than ever of stealing the 2020 election? Confident politicians, officials who know they have strong public support, just don't talk like this. At least in my opinion. And while I hate to sound pedantic and point this out, America is not and never has been a democracy. It is a constitutional republic and has been for 246 years. But what does Biden mean by democracy? To Biden and the Democrats generally, democracy seems to me agreeing with and voting for them. Voting for Republicans, on the other hand, especially Donald Trump-type Republicans, is not democracy. Asking questions about the validity of an election, apparently, is not democracy either. But mindlessly accepting what Biden and his cronies tell you to believe, now that's democracy. How odd.